Hello, and welcome to our very first episode of OMG Spot, <laughs> Pillow Talk for the Soul. I am so excited. My name is Elise Shellman, and I am a soul mentor, and I am here with Lisa Wade, who is an sexual energy alchemist, mm -hmm. and... <laughs> I love that title. <laughs> we want to talk to you about permission for pleasure during a pandemic. Wow. Yes. Yes. You, you know, we started having this conversation about doing this, um, doing the series before, you know, the pandemic hit, the media hit the world. And you know, I thought for a moment, is it the right time? Is it appropriate to talk about things like pleasure, like, like sex, like sexual energy, like orgasms, um, when so much of the world is freaked out? And what I finally realized is that it's probably more important now than ever. Because for many of us, dealing with the stressors and the uncertainty and the ah going on, you know, all around us and throughout the world, we need an outlet. And now more than ever, finding those opportunities for pleasure might be the very thing that helps us cope and stay sane when the world around us seems kind of crazy. Yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And especially, you know, right now, everyone's root chakra is shaken, mm -hmm. right? So our root chakra is all about survival and it's our foundation. So for those that don't have much understanding of chakras, chakras are the energy systems within our body and each energy system governs a different set of um, body parts. And I don't know how else to describe this. Um, help me out. How the energy flows throughout, throughout our entire Thank system you. and how we connect, you know, to the world and, and often to each other as well. Perfect. And that root chakra and that sense of safety and security um, as our grounding, as our foundation is so important. And when it's shaken, it can shake the rest of us. Um, but then there's the beauty of the sacral chakra, which is kind of the pleasure center that can help bring, if we allow it to, some additional energy stability and nurturing to all of the chakras throughout our system. Yeah, typically if the root gets shaken, everything else gets thrown out of balance. Right. And it's almost like we don't allow ourselves to have permission to do anything but focus on survival. And that keeps us in this constant state of fight or flight. Right. So our parasympathetic nervous system is like going out of control as we're like, okay, we don't know how we're going to get paid. We don't know how we're, if we're going to get food, toilet paper isn't in stock anymore. Like there's this total collective frenzy going on and everything else gets pushed to the side right? And the first thing to go is going to be the sacral chakra because sacral is right above root and sacral is all about pleasure and its pleasure is rooted in the enjoyment of the physical world. So it's governing our health, it's governing our relationships, and it's governing our ability to enjoy our finances, right? Absolutely. And the other thing, you know, also our creativity, connected to the sacral chakra as well. And like that root of creation, the actual creator aspect. And one of the things that I've noticed throughout, you know, the people being, you know, whether shut in at home or worried or whatever is almost like this renaissance or resurgence 
of art and turning toward art and creativity and music and painting and you know whatever our art outlets are as a way of bringing some of that um, goodness, yumminess, nurturing of the spirit back into um, daily life. And that's something that many of us had forgotten, but, but that's a, a hands-on way to enjoy, you know, certain aspects of life that are affiliated with the, with the sacral chakra. Um, but then there's much more hands-on, you know, personal pleasure aspects of, of working and um, maximizing the energy of the sacral chakra as well. And yeah. that's so important right now, in my yeah. opinion. You know, people joke about the baby boom that's going to happen, you know, the quarantine babies or whatever. And, you know, there's a part of me that's like, as the single girl, you know, who's, who's not a baby making age anymore, but, uh, you know, who looks at that and goes, yeah, yeah, you know, because A, people might be bored and this is one way to deal with boredom, but B, from a pure survival perspective, I mean, that's one thing that people do tend to tend to turn to when when we're thinking about survival of, of the species. It's kind of a natural thing to then. Let's have yeah, and you know, sex is connected to both the root and the sacral. So sex is connected to the root from the survival standpoint, and it's connected to the sacral from the pleasure standpoint. And so engaging in sex right now actually allows us to really anchor the root and give permission to enjoy despite everything that's going on. So pleasure right now is gonna be the thing, especially sexual pleasure that stabilizes our energy systems. And for so many of us, you know, we've heard the phrases and talking about orgasms, especially, you know, we'll hear people talk about, oh, I need to release some tension or, you know, I need to relax a little or, you know, whatever the euphemism might be for, for using orgasm or sex as a way of handling stress. Mm -hmm. and I, I've been, I, I'm not going to say been guilty of that, but I've certainly made that connection, you know, in the past. Yes, um, yeah, but, it, but it's one thing to think about, you know, how are we in a healthy manner managing the stress of all that's flowing around us? You know, some of us might be stress eating, you know, and worried about that quarantine 15 <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. I'll take an orgasm over an Oreo any day if given the option, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh my God, that's going to be like my new mantra, <laughs> orgasms over Oreos. I'm going to just paste it up in the kitchen. <laughs> but when you think about it, it really, that goes back to pleasure too, right? So many of us do turn to food in stressful times um, as a way of eating our emotions, but also as a way of, of experiencing that pleasure. But sometimes that doesn't end up being so healthy. You know, and, and so when we have the opportunity in a healthy way to experience physical pleasure related to the sacral, you know, physical sexual pleasure, it's just a healthier way to manage our stress, to manage our emotions, to, to allow and invite in that sacral energy that can help our creativity, our sense of survival, our sense of, of being truly alive in the world. And this is not the time to shut that down, but rather the time to fan those flames and bring more of that yumminess, you know, that yummy energy out into, out into our day, out into, you know, into our world. I think we actually need it right now. 
Yeah. So is it possible right now from your perspective to take that too far? Like what is considered a healthy amount? And I would imagine in times of extreme stress, it's like the collective is in right now that we get more. What are your thoughts? You know, I, I think that, um, that it is important to look at addictive tendencies, you know, just like addiction to Oreos or Doritos and <laughs> whatever, you know, alcohol, whatever the case might be. There, there is a healthy amount that's probably going to be different for every person. You know, I think holding up in your room and doing nothing but that all day long might, you know, might not be the healthiest thing. Um, but I think what's really unhealthy is an attitude that for some reason right now, sexual pleasure is wrong or that it's the wrong time or being so freaked out and in our heads in fear that we shut that down because it is really easy to shut that energy down, especially when we're operating from a fear-based place totally in our mind or in our brain. And I think that from a sexual pleasure perspective, or at least sexual energy perspective, it gives us a chance to quiet our minds for a little bit and allow our bodies, A, a little bit of a break from all the stimulus that's going on up here because the stimulus from down there, I don't know, it's just a lot more fun. (laughs) And can have that um, positive chemical, you know, release type um, experience as well. Mm -hmm. And so uh, sure, there can be, we can can overdo anything. (laughs) Even water can be overdone. Um, But I think the risk is totally shutting it off. Mm -hmm. And that we do that, that's when we're on a slippery slope into allowing the non-pleasure, stressed out, freaked out side of trying to manage this new world, you know, that we're in, at least for right now, that we, that we give that way too much power. Yeah. And quite frankly, that's no fun at all. Yeah. So a lot of my clients are very heart-centered, compassionate, caring, nurturing people and highly sensitive, empathic people. And what I find for them is the shadow side of that is they don't give themselves permission for pleasure when someone else is hurting. Mm. It's like, it's not okay for me to experience pleasure and joy if there's someone else in my life or near me that doesn't have that ability to experience it. And so they shut themselves down or build heart walls as a result of that. So I think for those people, especially that there's going to be a much more greater opportunity, we'll say, (laughs) to try it and see how it replenishes, right? Like just like dip your toe in, like just, just give it a little go (laughs) and, and see what happens in your body and how much more energy you have available to show up and be of service and do the nurturing and the caring and the compassionate thing that you want to be doing after you've allowed yourself that break. Yeah. There's, there's something to be said for, for the release, you know, and because right now so many of us are bottling up all this stress and tension and bottling up all this concern and worry and, sense of responsibility for others and and all this stuff and we need some way to let that out so that we can show up and be 
be able to be nurturing to others. And it's interesting to me because I think of the sacral chakra as also being affiliated with that nurturing aspect, you know, that, that mothering, cre- you know, creative, nurturing womb type aspect. And right now, it's almost like we've all been asked to come back into the womb into the home, you know, we're, we're hunkering down in place in a lot of places um, for that safety, for that stability, for that nurturing, hopefully in our homes, you know, in the homes that, that have that. Um, and there, there truly is an element of pleasure that is completely affiliated with that as well. And yes, we can look at creativity and nurturing and, you know, even financial flow and, and all of that. But if, if we, segregate out the pleasure as something that's not allowed to be thought about right now or not allowed to be experienced because oh my god we're surrounded by people even though we you know we're sheltering in blaze or whatever we're surrounded by people all the time most of us whether it's kids or you know other family members that are in the home all the time um but it's still important to find those opportunities for pleasure to find those opportunities even for sensuality you know to to allow that to continue being part of our experience part of our existence part of the way we show up and interact in the world so you've just blown my mind because i have never connected this idea of how you feel like post-orgasm and being in the womb and then connecting that to what we're all experiencing in the world right now, like we're home, we're in the womb, like, oh my God, that's what we need to be doing, right? <laughs> of just, it's coming back to that place of knowing that you have absolutely everything that you need. And in this present moment right now, like everything's perfect, right? Mm. Everything's okay right here, right now. And that's the beauty of the orgasm or even the journey towards mm-hmm. um, is coming back to that place and that womb-like state where we're fully connected. Our mothers are taking care of us. And that's, I mean, that's still happening here. The divine, we're fully connected to the divine and divine is taking care of us. And so it's really the, the best spiritual practice you could have. And when you think if, if, if you have a partner in life, you know, I mean, an opportunity to, in, in a real way, from a connection perspective, to really feel like we're taking care of one another too. And if you're currently on the solo journey, you know, also a way to, to truly nurture and take care of ourselves because that also matters. And in the, especially in this time of social distancing where we're not going out and hugging people and doing doing all the interactive things with others that aren't sexual that that we that we're used to doing mm-hmm. now more than ever many of us are craving that connection that does feel safe that does feel nurturing that does feel loving you know that that can satisfy our, our, our root and sacral energy, but also satisfy our heart and our need for connection as well. So, you know, I think right now, possibly more than ever for many of us, it, it's so important and it might just be connecting with self. And that's, that's important, but just as important as well, even if you have a partner <laughs> and especially if you don't <laughs> permission, permission, <laughs> Well, and if you have a partner that you're not getting along with and now you're stuck together and you're just like, the last thing I want to do is have to figure that out. I'm just going to go spend some time in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> right. But that, that, goes, 
that lack of touch, like we've got to be giving that to ourselves. Right. I, we, this is a time, like you said, the creativity piece, like we got to get fucking creative. We've got to figure shit out. Like my husband and I were brainstorming the other night. Like typically we go, um, somewhere once a month, right? Like we find somewhere we can visit within three or four hour drive and get a hotel or whatever. And that's like the way that we connect. And now that we have stay at home orders, we're like, what the fuck are we going to do? Like, this is my bedroom. Our daughter's bedroom is right there. We share a wall. And like, let's camp in the garage. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like, you know, I think I can get behind this. Like, there are things that we can figure out. Like, car sex, taxi. <laughs> if a month ago you were like, the best thing you could do for your relationship right now is you know, blow up a mattress and throw it in the garage. You'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> but <laughs> so we've got to be willing to work outside the box to yeah. get our needs met. And so that creativity piece, I think the more that we allow ourselves pleasure, the easier it will be to be creative. And it's going to create that beautiful, like upward spiraling dynamic to really help us yeah. find that higher perspective with everything that's happening. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's so important. And for many of us that the privacy is the thing that's just gone right now. You know, I <laughs> certainly true in my life. Um, and, and our brains can sometimes get in the way of thinking that, that pleasure right now is okay. So I love that. I'm just going to not apologize for the, too, the TMI, too much information kind of, <laughs> you know, parts of this conversation. But, you know, like the other night, my, my body wakes me up from a dead sleep because it was clear right now, get after it, girl, because I need this, you know? And so there's a point at which we need to listen to our bodies and to what our bodies need to. And our minds can so often intercept or throw up walls or hurdles or logical blocks or whatever to why pleasure right now is not okay. And our bodies are going to call bullshit on that every time if we are in tune with and actually listening to our bodies. Mine had to wake me up in the middle of the night. And to which I said, thank you. <laughs> you know, when I was done, I'm like, woo, yes. Um, but the willingness to just go with that, you know, and, and okay. <laughs> yeah, I often say our bodies speak our soul's truth. And so if we're willing to listen to our body, we are connecting with our soul and what our soul is desiring. And so I, I love that. Like the body knows, the soul knows exactly what you need. You know, to receive it. And you did. I slept so much better afterwards. Okay, so I want to know. So at least I basically, I consider you quite the sex expert. I, you know, I consider myself such a rookie when it comes to this. So um, going along with TMI, sharing everything personal that's going on. My husband and I, we got pregnant as teenagers and that um, very much has impacted what her sex life has looked like since. And so even today, our daughter's 15 years old, we are going to sex therapy because we have a very hard time finding that connection in the bedroom. There's a lot of like heaviness around like, oh, if we go there, life is going to blow the fuck up. And so we're still working through that. And so like my experience in the bedroom 
is like minimal. I feel like I'm like 21 years old for like as little of experience as I think I should have given everything. And there's so much I haven't explored because of the dynamic with my husband and I. And then like, you say crazy things that I'm just like, oh my God, like you are my sexual alter ego that I someday want to become like, Ah, the stories that you share, which I'm sure will eventually come out on the podcast. And so being that you are such, (laughs) I would love to hear what tips you might have if someone is like, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm willing to give it a try. And all I can think about is all the things I need to be doing. I'm worrying about finances. I'm worrying about whatever. Like, I don't even want to try and go there with a partner. What, like, what would be like the top two tips you would give people to just find a way to come back to self, to anchor in and just let that baby go? The first thing that comes to mind is really looking at pleasure as self-love, right? I mean, it's literally, figuratively, (laughs) however you want to look at it, but that pleasure is is self-love. And sometimes that means self-pleasure is is self-love. And we have so many hangups in our society and culture around appropriateness of self-pleasure um, that we really need to let that shit go. Because, uh, you know, A, it doesn't do anyone any good. I mean, there's, especially in, in the confines of your own home in a you know responsible manner, whatever. But when thinking about how can we truly nurture and love ourselves during this time of, of crisis, it's free. <laughs> it doesn't take a long time. You don't need a gym. You don't need any toys or tools or anything else unless you're just into that. You know? <laughs> and you don't need anybody else. If you're willing to look at it as how can I love me today? This is kind of a beautiful way. You know, many people might be thinking about, oh, I need to exercise or I need to eat right or I need to, you know, give myself a manicure, take a long, hot Epsom salt bath or whatever. And all of that is beautiful and wonderful. But my God, just, hey, I'd really like to give myself a big O. Thank you. (laughs) Your body, your mind, your heart will say thank you if you'll just let yourself go there Um, and get out of your head about it just getting out of your head about it and using it as a way to truly connect with and nurture self where Mm -hmm. it's not about anybody else. Even if you have a partner right now, this can be a way that um, that self-nurturing that can help you have the energy to keep going and to be there for everyone else in your life. You know, this is that idea of putting your oxygen mask on first in the plane or, you know, whatever, whatever analogy you want to choose. But this is definitely one way to do that. Um, And secondly, recognizing that you're worth it. And that if you can find 15 minutes to cook dinner for the family or or whatever, you can find 15 minutes to, to, to take a shower or hide out in the bathroom or wake yourself up in the middle of the night or whatever it takes to prioritize you. And if you have a partner, you know, that you're isolating with, oh my God, <laughs> it, it could be like Disney World if you let it. You know? um, it's, it's just well, a matter of letting. My husband is 
laid off soon <laughs> so we can be home with me. Stealing <laughs> those moments, you know, I think stealing the moments and they're, they're going to be those little, those little moments where you get a little twinge down low. I don't know if everybody's like that, but I mean, I get the twinge down low and I'm like, whoa, hello, hello. <laughs> and rolling with it, rolling with it. Even if it's in the middle of whatever show you're binge watching right now on Netflix or, you know, whatever it is, sometimes girls just got to take care of business or a guy, you know, both of us, but allowing, listening to the body and allowing that to guide at least for, you know, 10, 15 minutes, 30, if you're lucky, whatever, you know, whatever it takes and not putting so much pressure on the O. Because I know that that is a challenge for some people, you know, to, to actually get there. And when that is seen as the goal, um, it can sometimes take away the fun of the journey. And so the journey of, of pleasure is just as important as whatever outcome you might be, you know, people might be grasping toward. And when we can take off that pressure of that outcome and just, just enjoy the journey, that's important. That's important. Yes. So what I'm hearing and that completely like hit me in the heart space. So I love that pleasure is a, an act of self-love mm -hmm. and just even being able to say that out loud, like pleasure is an act of self-love and then I'm worth it. I'm worthy of this. I am deserving of this. Like that's a great mantra. <laughs> that's such a great mantra. And then don't make it about the end goal right? Let it be about the presence, the journey. Love that. Yeah. yeah um, one thing. There might be time to get off the cushion. Feel like the twins. Gotta go. <laughs> I, I gotta go. <laughs> it's been nice chatting. You know, and this, I love that we're laughing because right before we jumped on this call, I was actually sitting down, I'm journaling, you know, and, and, and I tapped into, you know, my my future self, that's who I was journaling with right now. And I was like, what, what tips do you have for, for this conversation? And the message that came in, I'm just going to read it because I thought it was great. The, 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 the thought that came in is laughing is like a socially acceptable orgasm. Laughing. It's an everyday pleasure and bring more of this into your everyday life. And I thought that's kind of beautiful. Love so yeah. So if we can laugh, you know, and actually allow ourselves laughter as a form of pleasure in everyday life, that will also help open the door a little wider and a little wider and a little wider to allow the sexual pleasure as well. So sometimes we have to start small with things that feel more, more comfortable or more normal or whatever, especially when stuff's kind of crazy. But if we can laugh right now, and I mean, one of the things I love, I'm, I'm, I'm safer at home is what we're calling it in Oklahoma with my mom and my daughter. And one of the things I love about being kind of holed up with them is that we will get to laughing and it's the kind of laugh till you nearly hyperventilate and, you know, tears streaming the whole business. But when you think about it, when you're laughing that hard and that much energy moving throughout your body, what's that like? Well, it is like a socially acceptable orgasm, right? And for me, I don't know about anybody else, but for me, my very favorite thing to do and the way I know that the sex with the orgasm has been really fucking great is if I just crack up laughing afterwards. I do. I just crack up laughing. <laughs> and that's where I'm like, 
yes, you know, I know this has been a good one. Um, so even just allowing ourselves to laugh and, and yeah, even seeing that as a little way of, of cracking the door open to bigger pleasure, you know, if, if, if we need a reminder that it's okay. Yeah. So I used to teach laughter yoga. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> this is a thing. Awesome. I love <laughs> yeah. that. Laugh, so laughter yoga is basically a series of laughter exercises that you perform. And the idea is that your body does not actually know the difference between fake laughter or authentic laughter. And eventually what starts out as fake laughter becomes authentic. And so fake it till you make it actually very much applies in this scenario. So even if you're like, I don't have anything to laugh about. <laughs> start laughing and it's contagious right yeah. and it becomes real and so I would imagine that how that translates to the orgasm would be moaning mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so like if you're not there get there with a moan right because the throat chakra is connected to the sacral chakra this is like a whole topic I think we should talk yes. about sometime <laughs> and so if we're exercising our vocal cords we are exercising our sacral cords. <laughs> and for both of them, those are the ways that we both give and receive, right? I mean, so, and, and that's important. And for some of us, being quiet is really important right now, right? If we're surrounded by all kinds of people and don't have privacy and time to ourselves to be grown ups. Um, and I've noticed that that's a challenge. Right. I mean, it's a challenge and I can actually feel it um, being a challenge. So I've, I've, I've had to look at other ways of opening up the throat chakra because that being vocal <laughs> during the pleasure act hasn't hasn't been the thing. Yeah. yeah. So I like to sing. <laughs> I didn't even know this was like a thing until last year when it just like came out and I was like, holy, oh, my God, this is a thing. But like I said, my daughter's room is right there. And so one of the reasons, like, my husband's extra hesitant about having sex is like, I like to be loud. And he's like, <laughs> and so I love that you talked about laughter because it feels like that's a natural way to help compensate for this, in a sense, having to shut down the throat to honor the sacral, but knowing that we still need to honor the throat. And so laugh, orgasm, laugh, orgasm. Good combo. Good combo. It's a great combo. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen people talk about, you know, making, making jokes or, or finding, trying to find humor in the current situation, you know, knowing that, that it's, it's really not funny. There's, there's nothing funny about it, but that for many people that finding that humor is their coping mechanism, you know, finding opportunities or ways to laugh is a way that we maintain some sense of even mental health, right? That, that, that that's important. And so it all really goes hand in hand. And, you know, when we're thinking about both pleasure, laughter, our mental health, our physical, you know, physical, the way we move energy through our body physically and can show up for others. 
that, that's the wild thing about being human, right? Our bodies are so interconnected. And just as you were talking, the sacral and the throat being connected, you know, to me, I see sacral and third eye and heart being connected too, you know, when it comes to, to sexual energy. And so it, it, we're just all, our bodies are connected. We are interconnected with those around us, with the planet. And it, it's, it's wild to me how, the sexual energy, the sacral energy is, is such a core part of all of that as well. And especially during times of, of struggle or hardship <clears throat> is one element that we don't want to shut down. You know, that, that it, it's important for us to make sure we continue breathing life into, into that aspects of ourselves. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Good. Well, I feel like just having this conversation, I already have more permission and it's definitely more top of mind of something that gets to be made a priority. Yeah. Oh, yes. Afterthought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, one of the things that's been on my mind recently is how do I want to feel, right? Um, and given all that's going on, you know, for some of us, the things that we were focused on and the things that we were wanting to feel before have shifted. You know, I mean, it it just, things are different. And so how do I want to feel? And do I want to feel a sense of vitality and a sense of creativity and a sense of gratitude and a sense of love and a sense of connectedness? Those are the kinds of things, you know, that, that I want to feel. And for me, one of the best ways to help generate and support and energize and amplify feelings like that is by, you know, indulging in, in pleasure, especially physical, you know, sexually oriented pleasure, you know. So I think that's part of it as, as we step back and consider how do we want to feel, because a lot of us, because we're not consciously choosing how we want to feel, many people are succumbing to all the fear and panic and worry and, ah, you know, that's going on and being perpetuated in society, through the media, every, everywhere else. And yes, a healthy sense of concern and, and safety, you know, in a healthy way is important right now. And I, you know, I will not deny that at all. But we can be responsible, we can be safe, we can be all these things while also choosing things in our own lives that help support feelings like gratitude, connectedness, love, creativity, pleasure. You know, we, we can do all of that together. And if we don't choose how we want to feel in a positive, proactive way and allow the actions that help us feel that, right? Like the pleasure that helps us feel that, then we are choosing to let the predominant, prevailing cultural feel be whatever takes us. And I'm just not willing to go there. I'm, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thank you. It comes down to choice, right? Consciously choosing so that we don't get swept up in the collective. Bingo. Bingo. It's a lot more fun too. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Let's go for fun. You know, that was the other thing. And I thought of you actually, because this is something, a conversation that we've had so many times as I was journaling before this, our conversation right now. Um, the very first thing that came out was have fun, just have fun. Allow yourself to just have fun. Obviously be responsible, obviously be smart, but 
that in having fun, that's the guide through navigating all of this with as much grace and ease as we can, navigating those feelings to navigating how we're showing up. And some people might think that a focus on fun and joy is irresponsible right now. And I completely disagree. I, I truly believe that if we, can, if we can invest our time and energy, now that we've got more time, for many of us, more time you know, on our hands, we're gonna spend our energy on something. Is it going to be, you know, what's it going to be? Is it going to be something that is fun and, and encourages joy? Or is it going to be something that freaks us out, stresses us out and, you know, makes us eat more ice cream, which can't be joyful, <laughs> not the whole container. <laughs> we want sustainable joy and pleasure though, right? We don't want just these fleeting moments. We want to be planting the seeds for sustainability. And I love what you just said, because one of the things I say all the time is that pleasure is the set point for the soul. And what that means is when we feel good, we know we are in alignment. That's how we know we're connected to ourselves, how we know we're connected to who we are at soul level. And so if we don't feel good, it's because we've fallen away from ourselves. We've lost that soul connection. And if we're running around telling ourselves we don't have permission to feel good, what essentially we're saying is we don't have permission to be connected to self. Mm. And that's what we need now more than ever is that connection. Because as we can strengthen that connection with self, we have the sustainability to withstand everything that's happening and navigate this ever-changing landscape where we don't have the same connections that we used to. We've got to have the connection with self. It's, it's mandatory. So Absolutely. yes, have fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, and finding, finding that joy and, we don't necessarily need anyone else, although others have fun with, you know, <laughs> I'm a fan of, but, you know, <laughs> um, but it's not necessary either. And so we can find those opportunities and those ways to bring that fun, to bring that joy, to bring the pleasure, to bring the things that light us up, not only in our hearts, but also in our sacral. You know, when we light our sacral up, then we're lighting up our opportunity to be even more nurturing, more creative, have more financial flow, have more, you know, the opportunity to receive the goodness and grace all around us. And when we shut down our sacral, when we shut down that pleasure principle, it's like we're telling goodness and grace and joy and everything else. Nope, not wanted here. You know, we put up the wall and we don't receive it. It's like we're turning it back at the border or whatever. And that's not what we need right now. You know, we, we need to be able and willing to, to accept, to receive and uh, being willing to follow that, that pleasure concept, the pleasure principle to follow the joy is opening the door for that as well. Yeah. I think that that is really one of the greatest opportunities of this pandemic is it's putting everything on reset. Mm -hmm. right? We we're just living our lives, moving along autopilot, not having to think about very much. And everything that was on autopilot is now off. And like, even though, you know, I work from home and so I could say not much has changed, but actually everything has changed. And it's really not true to be like, oh, it's business as usual. Like, no, everything has shifted. And we're in this place where we need to choose again. And we have mm. the opportunity to choose better, to choose in alignment. And like you said, how do we want to feel? And to consciously make those choices because that autopilot switch has been turned off. 
And it's probably going to be off for a few months until all of this is sorted. And so we have a lot of power and there's a lot of feeling disempowered, right? As a result of uncertainty, but we have so much power because we're in a position to choose how we want to feel, if we're going to give ourselves permission to pleasure, to come back to self, to come back to alignment, right? Yeah. I just keep thinking, power is in our hands. <laughs> use them. <laughs> just, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you just got to use them. Yeah, hands on. Use hands on power. Hands. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. You know, the, the idea of the moment of choice. And I, I think that you're so right that one of the biggest challenges with what's going on, on all around us is this feeling of disempowerment, this feeling that, you know, we have to be fearful, that, that that's our only, our only option, um, and that that somehow is our place of power. And that, that's just, that's not true. We do need to be smart, of course. You know, we need to be responsible, absolutely. Um, but we can also choose how we want to, the steps we want to take for who are we going to be when all this is over? You know, are we going to be people who are more in alignment with our soul, who recognize the value of pleasure in our lives, who, who want to create and nurture and allow grace and, and goodness into our lives? Or do we want to be people who shut all that down? Mm-hmm. because we're scared that's shutting a hell of a lot down I mean because at that point even if the virus doesn't get us it's like we've created an unhealthy situation for our own futures by shutting down the elements that are important you know to us living into our most vibrant our most creative expressive loving, nurturing, connected selves. And many people shut that down way before the virus ever started, right? I mean, they've been shut down there for years. And even if that's the case, this is actually an opportunity coming back into this concept of the womb to reset that as well. So even for people who would put pleasure on the back burner or thrown it completely out the window, whatever, years ago, this is a chance to open that door and invite it back in and to allow the way, the way we live our lives moving forward to be more in alignment with that, that pleasure, that creativity, that joy, that, that stuff that makes our soul go, oh, this is why I'm here. You know, this is what I came to experience. And, you know, it, it, yeah. I love the fact that you set it up as a choice because you're right. You're right. And it's not just a choice about how do I want to feel in this very moment, but how can I plant the seeds for who I want to be and how I want to feel in the future? And we're planting those seeds every minute. And we get to decide, are they seeds based in fear or are they seeds based in alignment with our soul, with love, with pleasure, with, with you know, nurturing all that stuff that, that is sacral chakra related. This is a very fertile time. Back to that womb concept. It's a very fertile time. And we're kind of in that gestation period, right? I mean, here at home, hunkered down, gestation period. You know, I've seen the the memes or whatever about 
this really is the time that the butterfly is getting its wings. It's like we're cocooned in. And what do we look like when we're not anymore? You know? I want to be a butterfly. I want to be a butterfly too. And I want to be a vibrant butterfly that trusts in my wings and actually, rather than being scared to use the wings, experiences the pleasure of flying. Mm. You know? And that's kind of what we do through orgasm too, is we experience the pleasure of flying. And it's so good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll see you later. I gotta go. <laughs> Based on that, I'm in the mood to fly. I mean, conceptually, you know, we, we've talked about this stuff so much and conceptually it's like, yeah, of course sex is important. Yes, of course. Like these things are important, but I feel like just having this conversation, like so much has like come down into my heart space where it's like shifted me energetically of like, oh, now I experientially, I, from an embodiment standpoint, like I'm getting it. It's not just up here anymore. It's like these ideas, like. I'm ready to like really embody this. <laughs> I think um, homework would be a really good thing. I like this. I like this. So like one big, ta- big takeaway for me, there's been like 20, is that um, sexual expression is very much a spiritual act. Mm, yeah. Right. And so like my morning practice has been blown the fuck up <laughs> since all of this. I don't know how it's been for you, but like, it's very clear. I need to start a new practice. And I think pleasure as a morning spiritual practice gets to be top of the list. Mm. And so whether that's an orgasm, whether that's laughter, whether that's dancing, whatever, some form of creative expression, I think that I want to give myself that homework to just spend like the next seven days until we talk again, making that a priority of pleasure being my, my daily spiritual practice. I love that. And finding what that is for you, you know, because it is different for, for each of us. I went through a, a 14 day detox recently, right? Where I'm cleansing out the system and, and all this jazz. And part of the detox was um, giving up coffee, which I did for like, I don't know, three weeks or something because I continued it after it was over. And for me, what I realized is that that morning cup of coffee very much is connected to pleasure for me, you know, and that's not going to be that way for everyone, you know, but for me, I'm like, life is just sweeter and I can have, maybe I don't need to drink the whole pot anymore and that's okay. But one cup of coffee in the morning, that, that, that's good stuff. (laughs) It's like orgasm in a cup. Maybe, maybe that's it. I mean, but for me, and, and so finding that thing for you, right. For, for each of us to find that thing that, that really does bring us pleasure and, and make us feel more connected to self with the cup of coffee. That's when I sit down and really kind of do work to connect, you know, in with my heart, in with my spirit, whatever. I just allow myself that it's almost like exhaling, you know, actually being conscious of breathing during that cup of coffee and water just doesn't do it the same way for me in the morning. (laughs) as that one cup of coffee. So we're each going to be different in that, but finding that one thing, you know, that we can, that we can, that we can welcome into our daily routine without guilt. Mm. Yes. I love it. Yeah. I love that. All right. Homework. I, did. I love it. Oh, 
Thank you. Thank you so much for having this conversation. It's been fun. Thank you. And hopefully, you know, hopefully it'll be meaningful for other people out there and that we can all remember that connection is important even when we're being told to stay, you know, distant from each other, but that also connection to self is really especially important during this time. And so pleasure is such a beautiful way to be connected to self, such a beautiful way to experience and show ourselves love. And we need to make sure that we are not throwing that out as a meaningful a tool seems like the wrong word, you know, but as a meaningful experience for how we navigate through troubled waters and through troubled times, you know, at, at, to me, it opens a door for grace. And it seems like that's something we could all use a little bit more of right now. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> well, thank you so much. Thank you um, for tuning in to our listeners. This is OMG Spot, Pillow Talk for the Soul. And we will see you next week.